0: Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zuma Radio.
1: Welcome back. Now we are going to pick up a topic I am calling remedial recycling or Recycling 101. On Monday, we talked about the green bins and what can go in them. Today, we are moving on to the blue recycling bins. And I'm very relieved that I'm not the only person out there who is confused. And the City of Toronto has a novel way of educating us. Do not be alarmed if you see a stranger going through your bin. It's probably a recycling inspector who's checking what you put in and bins that have contaminated material like food, clothing or wood will be pushed back from the street and the inspectors will leave a note about what can and cannot be recycled. Now, the thing is, that in itself is a moving target because China and other markets are getting pickier about what they take. So hopefully we have time for at least a few questions to take on that. In the meantime, we are going to Joanne St. Goddard of the Recycling Council of Ontario and Jim McKay, General Manager of Solid Waste Management for the City of Toronto. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having us. Okay, so um, what goes in recycling? Um, I plastic. Um, is there any problem with any plastic? I, I know that anything black cannot go in. Jim?
2: Uh, from the Toronto's perspective, yes. Any Any sort of black plastic isn't accepted in our program, but that's uh, part of the challenge is many municipalities have different types of programs. So there are some municipalities out there that do accept black plastic in their program. Uh,
1: yeah, it is It is very confusing. Now, what contaminates recycling? So uh, I know you don't want food there, but, uh, you know, say I can put in an egg carton. And uh, recently it said, OK, clamshell, clamshell packaging that fruit comes in so what's okay and what's not okay
2: what's okay is is on what our what our published list is what's okay so that's the sort of standard recyclables that everybody understands the Aluminum pop cans, you know, steel soup cans, newspapers, cardboard, boxboard. Those types of traditional items are all still recyclable. It's the challenge. More challenging materials are items like black plastic. Is it in? Is it out? Different types of film, polystyrene trays, those styrofoam trays that we see. All those really depend are, on the, which are those are those in or out? out. Uh, they're in in Ontario. Um the the styrofoam trays are in in uh, in Toronto but in other jurisdictions they may not be.
1: Okay. Uh Joanne, what are what are the main uh mistakes that people make? I don't know if we call them mistakes so much. I think I
3: think uh, people have to uh, make sure that they check in with their municipalities on a regular basis. As Jim has pointed out, the list can vary a little bit, and it does absolutely vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. So we always encourage residents, both as those using their blue box, but also as consumers, to understand you know, what has consistent recyclability and what does not. And so they have to keep checking in with their municipality on a fairly regular basis, although municipalities do... Um, a fantastic job of of doing their best to keep their residents um, informed.
1: I mean, is that kind of a a realistic expectation? Um, You know, as I said, it's a moving target. And and Jim, I think you worked up some numbers on how much uh, it's going to cost Toronto because the the market for the recycling is tightening up on what they take.
2: I think it still is a realistic expectation, but... It's getting more and more challenging, and, and I'll be the first to admit that. There's more and more materials that are ending up out in the market right now that it's it's really hard to know whether they're recycling or not. And I, I get that every time I talk to a resident now, the frustration around it's become too complicated. I don't know. I don't have time to figure this out. We're trying to offer up as many simple tools as possible to help the residents through this, but it is becoming more and more challenging.
1: And how much, uh, how much more is it going to cost Toronto this year because of changing rules?
2: Uh, we figure between the increase in contamination and the reduction in the market capacity, it'll be around $9 million this year alone.
1: That's a lot of money. But but is it still uh, in Toronto? Do we still make money net or do we end up losing money net on this?
2: Uh, we've uh, It's a bit of a recycling myth. We've always lost money overall on our recycling program. It's always been a cost to the city. It's just becoming more and more costly as you know, contamination goes up and the, and the markets aren't as, as lucrative as what they used to be.
1: So how much money do we lose on this?
2: Well, recycling right now in Toronto, the total cost to offer recycling services in the city is around $70 million. And then we sell material, we get funding from Stewardship Ontario through various producer sources. So our net cost is around $40 million a year. Um, that cost, just the processing cost alone, we're forecasting is going to go up $4 million this year. And that's simply because of additional garbage that we're collecting in the recycling stream.
1: Okay. And, uh, Joanne, is that the case for uh, the rest of the province as well? Well, I think it's a bit of a
3: misnomer to to say that, that you know, recycling is a cost. Um, managing material in and of itself is a cost. So disposal is not free. We have garbage dumps that we utilize when we can't uh, recycle materials. That's at a cost to the taxpayer, and not only at the point of when you're disposing, but also managing that particular site on an ongoing basis. So managing material in its totality has a cost, there's no question. Those costs are beginning to be shared with the producers that are, that are choosing to put various packaging onto the marketplace. Uh, but you know, more needs to be done. Absolutely, to make sure that we're choosing packaging that actually can be recycled, uh, and can be recycled as as effectively and easy as possible to keep those costs down. So the producers have a role to play. There's no question. And then back to the earlier point about as a consumer knowing what to choose to make sure that you're making it as easy as possible for Jim and his colleagues to to as cheaply as they can run their blue box programs. But but it's it's not just about is you know is recycling too expensive? Managing material in and of itself is is ha- uh, bears a cost no matter where it goes.
1: Okay, I'll try to fit in at least one question, Alex, in Erin, very quickly, please. What's your question?
3: Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Quick question is, you made a reference just now to the fact that it's very difficult for for people to um, sort out all their stuff and. When you move from municipality to municipality, it's very difficult if one doesn't recycle the same as the other. Why can all, not, all municipalities not recycle the same thing?
1: Okay, great question. Uh, which of you wants to take that very quickly because we're almost out of time? Jim?
2: Yeah, I'll start. I, I, I completely agree with you, and I think Joanne's going to completely agree with you as well. That is part of the challenge and and something that a lot of groups, including municipalities and organizations like RCO, are all, uh, you know, supporting right now is move to one standardized list of materials. Whether you live in Erin, you live in Toronto, you live in Wawa, you should be able to access the same types of recycling materials, the same types of programs and services. And then we have the same messaging as well around what is recyclable and what isn't.
1: Okay, a great question from our caller. Um, We have to go. Joanne, can I assume you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. Uh, Sorry, we have to wrap things up there. I'm going to invite you both back again because uh, clearly there are still a lot of questions and confusions around this. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. And we now break for traffic and news.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.